Hey ghouls and goblins, it's Trinity, back with another episode of my podcast, Sin, Socially Inadmissible Narratives. And today's topic is letting someone go and the difficulties that come along with that. But today in this episode, it's not just me that's going to be talking to you guys. My best friend Brittany is here, and she is going to be joining in on the conversation as well. Brittany, you want to introduce yourself? What's up, y'all? My name is Brittany. Let's tell you a little bit about myself. I'm a public affairs mass communication specialist in the U.S. Army. Graduated from Warwick University, summa cum laude, with my bachelor's in cinema, TV, and digital media. I love to film, I love to create content, and I love to have a mental conversation. I like to help people, and hopefully what I can say to help y'all too. Amen. Amen, preacher girl. She is definitely one of the most accomplished and smart young women I've ever met. She's even younger than me, and it makes me feel like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, guys, today we wanted to talk about letting someone go, because we've all had to do it before. It's a choice that's not easy to make, but the majority of the time it's what's best for us. Whenever it comes to letting someone go... No matter if it's a family member or a friend or a partner or anything in between, it has it comes with emotional sacrifice. You weigh out the pros and cons and you do everything you can to make sure that what you're doing is right. It's as if you have a million and six reasons to leave, but you're honestly just wanting at least one reason, one very good reason. To stay and that could be anything from holding on to the idea that maybe things will get better or you know holding on to the thought that this isn't who they actually are or maybe you're hoping that they go back to who they used to be before everything went bad what's your take on it Britt well something I'm currently going through right now with my with my boyfriend We've been together for over a year now, and um, things have not been going well, to be honest. When I met him, he was sweet, kind, caring, thoughtful, you know, everything that you'd want in a partner. The literal cookie-cutter partner, somebody, somebody that I used to be very proud of saying is mine. But it turned into something that was turn to something that's currently just emotionally, verbally, mentally, abusive, neglective, draining, etc, etc. And with him, he talks down to me, he blows up at me, he, he does a lot of different things, but even with, uh, just to give y'all an example, uh, for, with me, I'm a very free-spirited, modern type of woman. I don't like to confine myself to social... Our scenery today is a little bit different for the podcast. The weather's nice, so we're sitting outside. So anytime that we pause, it's because either someone's driving by or there's another disturbance. Sorry, Britt. Continue. Just to give y'all an example, uh, about two weeks ago, uh, he came down and visited me 
Because we're long distance. I'm in Texas and he's in Ohio. He came down to visit me and uh, like I was saying, I'm a modern woman. I'm very non-traditional. I'm very free-spirited. I don't limit myself to any social, gender, or racial constructs. I do what I feel is right and I live my life that way. Him, he's the complete opposite. He's a, has a very 1950s type of mindset. His views on sex, men, women, relationships, gender dynamics are very archaic. And uh, anybody with a brain would know that causes a lot of conflict. Mm -hmm. um, if any of y'all know who Kevin Samuels is, or the whole red pill for men, the whole relationship stuff, he, he is very hooked on that, that is his mindset exactly. So if y'all know who Kevin Samuels is, or any of those red pill type of men, relationship gurus, then you have an idea what I'm talking about, but we were in a hotel about two weeks ago, and we were having a, another debate on gender dynamics. Debates that he brings up to the time. So I don't spend my time talking about men are trash, men are this or that, but he likes to spend a lot of time talking about how modern women have destroyed society. How society's going down in shambles and it's the modern woman's fault. He believes a lot of negative things about women. And honestly, his outlook on women is not very healthy. But um, we are having a debate. I don't remember what it was about, but somewhere in there, he told me that I'm acting like a bitch. And I was all like, did you just call me a bitch? And he was all like, yes. And I meant it too. He told me, you want to act like a man? I'm going to treat you like a man. He told me that I was being masculine, aggressive, that I was trying to put him in his place. All these different things. And then somewhere in the conversation, he told me, y'all women want equality. but y'all And y'all take advantage of the fact that us men can hurt you, but we don't. And so... And not to interrupt you, Britt, but whenever you told me that, what I told her is that whenever he said that you women don't understand that you want equality, but you don't understand that us men can hurt you, that that is a threat. That is a threat of violence. That That's not an empty threat. It's more so a forewarning of don't push me because I'm a man and you're the woman in this situation and I can hurt you. And there's another car coming by. But yeah, so I told Brittany that I felt that that was definitely a threat. Go ahead, sister. That's not the first time it happened. It's the first time he's called me a bitch. It's the first time he's called me outside of his name. But the other day when we were speaking, he was watching another Kevin Samuels uh, uh, podcast or whatever. And the topic was... Our modern, our modern women mediocre, and this obese woman called into the show, and he thought it was very entertaining that this uh, fat woman wanted a good man, and you know the the Kevin Samuels, the podcaster, he was all like, "Oh, you can't really be attractive if you're fat or whatever." He said that, "Yeah, men men might want to sit there dicking you, but good luck finding a husband." He was telling me all this, and of course, I'm not going to agree with this. Of course, and that's not even how I think. And so, I took upon myself to show him pictures of attractive women who are fat, like Jill Scott, like uh, Ashley Graham, plus size women who are beautiful. 
Then he tells me that I'm being ridiculous. He tells me that I'm going off topic. He tells me that all oh, y'all in the can't even sit on, sit on a debate. I just want to go look at a conversation or anything. And ultimately, he uh, the conversation ended in him cussing me out, saying, fuck you, dude, or whatever. And he hung up on me. Called him like 13 times and he learned to block me if I kept calling him, so I didn't call anymore. But whenever we have these conversations, it's like he gets really, to me it seems, he gets really mad whenever I challenge him. And when I brought it up the other day, he said that he was telling me a story and I had the nerve to show him pictures as to why he was wrong. He said it wasn't looking to have a, 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 a debate about it. And my thing is, I know in a relationship, my partner should be open to what I have to say. Whenever I disagree, I come from a place of having exchange of thoughts. They should respect what you say. A conversation. But it doesn't end like that. And that's just... That's just like a little bit of insight of how he talks to me. It's a very abusive situation. And whenever you're in an abusive relationship, if it's a mix of physical, emotional, verbal, mental, whatever it may be, it could be a mixture of all that or it could be one of two things. But like I've said in a previous episode or two, that abuse is abuse. And a lot of people don't understand that when you're in an abusive relationship, it's not... It's not as easy to just leave. It's not, it's just not simple. It's a very complex situation that, unfortunately, as odd as it sounds, but this is actually real, this has happened to me numerous times, is that whenever you're in an abusive situation, you form a bond with them stemmed from trauma. And trauma bonds hold you about as tightly as almost any other bond does. It's it's a form of imprisonment, but it's an imprisonment that in the back of your mind you also want to stay in. It's, like I said, it's a very complex situation, but whenever you're in a relationship like this, like Brittany has explained, it's it's just not easy to handle. And it's very important that whenever you're in a relationship like this and you're going through something like this with anyone that you have that connection to that it's very very important to have friends and family to talk to safe places to go to to vent and talk through the the things that you're feeling to be able to confide in others to basically just have somewhere someone be able to listen to you who actually cares about what you have to say but when it comes to Brittany's situation I've talked to her about this numerous times of course being her best friend I've advised her you need to leave this situation this relationship is not benefiting you it's crushing you it's draining you it's in essence in short terms it's killing you and the longer you stay, the longer you hold on, the more damage it's going to do. Yeah, but even with knowing all that, it's still hard. Um, that's still somebody I love. And what messes me up is that it didn't start off like that. 
I have 99 reasons to leave, but I'm looking for one to stay. I'm hoping that if I love him hard enough, he'll treat me better. I'm hoping that one day he can kind of go back to where it used to be. I'm trying to be patient, I'm trying to be understanding and empathetic towards his view of women and whatnot because he's been divorced twice. His first wife ran off with all his money while, while he was in Afghanistan. Second wife was allowed to see his kid. And so I, I, I can understand why he's formed these views or whatever, but it's still damaging. And there has to be at some point where you have to take responsibility and just heal. But instead, I feel like his past experiences and all the content he listens to radicalizes him. And I feel like that bitterness has turned into something really toxic and it's something that I'm a part of, something that I listen to, because that's all he talks about really. And so, um, but it's hard because not only one, not only do I still love him, not only am I hoping somewhere deep down inside that things could work, but I also don't want to hurt him, as crazy as that sounds. I have every right to hurt him. I have every right to do whatever I want to do. I could block him right now without any explanation to be justified, but my character, how I like to deal with people, I don't want to do that. And so I'm trying to figure out a way to let him down gently. I'm trying to figure out a way to where he'll know how much he hurt me, but as he's told me many times before, he doesn't care how he makes me feel or he makes me upset. And so, I mean... In theory, on paper, there's no reason to stay, but it's not that simple. There's also a fear factor. There's also a fear that, what if he's right? What if I'm actually the problem? What if I do deserve the way he talks to me? What if I do provoke him that way? I think, well, what if I don't find anybody else? What if I actually let somebody good go? What if I'm making a mistake? All these what-ifs, all these different factors kind of keep me in the same place, and I really don't know what to do, even though I don't know what to do. More so, I don't know how to go about it. Yeah, I really don't know how to go about it. I want to break up with him, but I also hope things can get better. I'm afraid of what if I break up with him and things could turn around tomorrow, you know? Like I mentioned in my half-assed relationships episode, if someone makes you question your reality, if someone makes you wonder if you're the problem, if you're crazy, if everything that's going on is in your head and you're making something out of nothing and they don't validate your feelings and your boundaries, it's abuse. And that never changes. Like I've also stated, you could love someone to the ends of the earth back five times but it doesn't matter how much you love them love doesn't change someone the only time that someone makes a change anytime someone changes is if they want to and while it would be it would be great if the people that we loved changed for us we can't make them change we can't make their choices and it's, like I told you numerous times, Brett, it's not your fault that he treats you the way he does. It's not your fault that he doesn't care about your feelings. It's not your fault 
why he has misogynistic, sexist, and just all over abusive behavior. You didn't cause it to happen. You didn't do anything to inflict what he has done onto you. The only thing that you have done is try to talk to him about your feelings and he spits in your face. If he actually cared, if you're going through this to those who are listening and the person that you're with or have a connection to that's doing similar things to you, then just know that it's not you that causes this to happen. It's not your fault. You deserve love. You deserve happiness. And being in Brittany's situation, which I've been in it before, it's love and happiness is something that you're not going to receive from this person because they have proven to you that they are incapable of giving you the love that you deserve and everything that they have done to you has caused anything but happiness. Yeah, uh, pretty much what she said. Honestly, um, when it comes to leaving somebody, you just have to find the inner strength to leave. What keeps me from doing what needs to be done is that I care about what he thinks. I care about my image to the world. I'm one. I feel like if I leave, will he accuse me of cheating? Will he accuse me of this? Will he accuse me of wasting his time? I don't want to be the bad guy in the picture. I don't want to be the bad guy. I don't want to be another crazy ex on this list. It's a lot of things I don't want to be. And so I spend more time trying to figure out how to uh, let him down gently instead of doing what's best for me. And that's the issue. I see, that's a problem too, is that any time that we separate from someone, they, they say, oh, my ex is crazy. Oh, my ex is insane. I just couldn't, I just couldn't stay with him because of X, Y, and Z. And then they fabricate some bullshit story as to how you two split. And nine times out of 10, that's not what actually happened. But for the sake of their ego, for the sake of their pride, which he's a very prideful and egotistical person, but for the sake of him wanting to maintain his image to the world, of being the strong man in the relationship who can talk to his significant other in any any way that he wants, he's going to make it seem like everything is your fault. He's going to make it seem like it's anything other than what it is, is that he's an abusive piece of shit who doesn't deserve you. And when it comes to him saying, oh, well, she cheated on me, Oh, well, she did this to me. She did that to me. She's just like every other person that I've been with. That's his problem. The story that he makes about you is his problem. Because you know the truth. You were the only one in that relationship with him. Regardless of what you told me and other people are not about it. You're the person who was being abused. 
And it takes a lot of strength to leave an abusive relationship. And when you finally get that courage to leave, let him say whatever the fuck he wants. Because at that point, Brittany, it's not your problem. He won't be your problem. He can say and make up whatever the fuck he wants to about you. But the people who know you, like me, I've known you for years. You and I have been best friends for a long time. I know who you are as a person. You, most of all, know who you are as a person. So like I said, let him say what the fuck he wants. But he better not ever come to my side of the street, though. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> when it comes to letting somebody go, the key is before you let somebody go, you have to let fear go. Because mm -hmm. fear keeps you in that same spot. In order to let somebody go, you have to let go of what they'll say afterwards. You'll have to let go of the story that'll, that'll be presented afterwards. You'll have to let go of the idea of what if I don't find somebody else. Change starts with the mind. And you'll have to believe certain things to leave. And that's what I'm doing. But, you know, being with him for so long, it low-key has me fucked up. Because now I'm thinking... What if he's right? What if modern women are the problem? And I need to water myself down, be this quote-unquote submissive woman that doesn't exist anymore in his mind. No. What if... Another thing that has me fucked up, a lot of that red pill, Kevin Samuels type of content or belief system or whatever, they say a woman hits the wall at age 25. They say that a woman, sexual peak, her whatever peak, her value, starts to decline at 25. They say that between 18 and 24, she should be married. Between 25 and 36 is the danger zone in age. 40 and up, 40 through 60 is no man's land. So that I think to myself, I'm 22, I'll be 23 this year, I've already spent so much time with him. Not as young as I used to be, so I kind of think to myself, well, I might as well stick it out because by the time I get out of this relationship, I'll be 23, inching 25, and my chances of finding somebody else will go down. But those are, those are the ideas that he introduced to me. Those were ideas I never considered or even let run through my mind before I met him. And so just listening to him talk over the past year is kind of like trying to acquiesce myself to his personality and his belief system has fucked me up. It's lowered my self-esteem. And so I'm wanting to leave. In my mind, I know it's right, but just listening to him has me questioning my own belief system, has me questioning my own sanity. has me questioning a lot of things. And so it's just like, I know in order to leave, I have to let go of fear. But it's very hard to shake ideals that have been bombarded at you for so long. And so it's a process. It's a process that hopefully I can get to soon. But sometimes, you know, you just have to...
Well, when it comes to that Kevin Samuels guy, um, he's a bitch. Fuck him. I mean, <laughs> I, I honestly, I can't begin to really touch on everything that you just said from someone who, like, I'm kind of like, what the fuck right now? Like, you're being dead ass that this person said all these things on their podcast show, whatever the fuck. Like, you're yep. being- <laughs> Check out Kevin Samuels, average at best. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the, no. We are no fuck that. We are, <laughs> we are not gonna, we're not gonna give a shout out to an ignorant piece of shit who does not deserve any kind of platform to fucking speak on. Doesn't even deserve his fucking tongue. Someone should cut it out. So, no. Don't check him out. But, I mean, for the sake of if you want to verify what Brittany is saying is, you know, factual or what have you, then I guess go listen to that or whatever. But let us not support shitty people. But as far as everything that you just said, that he has said in his show, um... He sounds like he's got hella fucking mommy issues. Sounds like he's got hella fucking mommy issues, and he is mad at fucking women. But you know what? Women, we are a very powerful fucking force. You know that? We're a very fucking powerful force. Because when it comes to our limits of being able to handle emotional war or financial war, or psychological war, we can push ourselves past our fucking limits. Anybody is able to push themselves to be able to reach anything that they want to with determination and willpower. But for this motherfucker that you're telling me about that wants to shit on us women, no. We are... No, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to not let my emotions get in the way of what I'm wanting to say, but all I want to do is sit here and drag him through fucking shit right now. But anyway, like I was saying, we, we as women, we're very fucking strong. We are able to handle so fucking much. And it's not to undermine men or anything else like that, because we definitely aren't sexist people, but everything that you just said is, is not true. It's not true, Britt. It's really not. And I, like, I have told you many times with how much you've accomplished in your life and how fucking persistent you've been with all the, with all the pain and the trials that, ha- that you have faced within the time of me knowing you. We've been friends for, like, what, fucking three years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, within the past three years I've known you, you have faced fucking evils that I myself have never fucking seen me myself I have never been through and like I told you like shit about me like I've been through a lot of shit but a lot of the stuff that you've been through I've I've never been through that but you instead of just cowering down and letting the world just fucking obliterate you and instead of letting life make you its bitch You literally rose up like I call you, a phoenix. You rose up from the ashes and you said, no, fuck that. And you just kept going. You kept fucking moving on. You were fucking determined when all that shit happened to you, 
with another shitty previous person that you were with, another abusive partner that you were with. You were in college. You were working your ass off to fucking graduate and do something that you love. Begin, like finish your schooling and begin a career of something that you love doing. And then a tidal wave of just fucking abuse and utter and complete horseshit just hits you. Like hits you to the point where I literally watched you almost break to pieces in my living room. But as you were sitting there breaking to pieces, before you got completely broken, you worked your fucking ass off to continue to move forward, to do what you were set to do. And that was to finish fucking college, bro. Like, I, I hella fucking applaud you. I really do for how strong you are as a person, as a woman. If I was in your situation, I don't know if I could have made it through that what he did to you. I don't know if I, if I could have made it through that because I don't, I don't meet people every day who has gone through the shit that you have and had been able to say, you know what? I still made it through college. I still fucking graduated. And I went into the goddamn army. What? Two weeks later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two weeks later. You went into the fucking army into basic a few weeks later. You slammed through fucking basic as hard as that was. And then you went into, what is it called? AIT. Yeah. You went into your specific training for your field of what you were going to be doing in the army. And you fucking pushed through that from being, you know, separated from your friends and family because you're a very social person and you have to, you have to have those connections with your family and friends. You have to be close to them. But you were kept away from all of us for so long, and you still push through that shit. And now here you are. You have graduated college. You have fucking graduated the goddamn army, bro. You are literally you are literally fighting for our fucking nation. You are going to be fighting for our fucking country when you get shipped to Kuwait at when is that again? Ugh. Sometime at the end of the year. Yeah. She's getting shipped to fucking Kuwait, and she is on the front line to protect our freedom and our rights, but yet some puny little maggot son of a bitch who is treating her like shit right now is trying to say that she's not equal to him. He's not fucking equal to you. He is shit. You are, you are forced to be fucking reckoned with, is what you are, and the sooner that you honestly realize and accept Brit that he is the one who doesn't deserve you. I mean, the quicker it'll end, in my opinion. I just, I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent there for a minute. (laughs) I was very passionate about that. Like, I fucking love you to death. And all of you who are listening and going through this situation, I fucking love you guys, too. If you're going through this, if you're going through something similar, no matter if it's this intense, if it's more intense, less intense, whatever it may, whatever you're going through, whatever it may be, we fucking love you. We know what it's like, and you can make it through it. You can make it through it, no matter if, no matter what your gender is, or if you're non-binary, if you are going through this, You have the strength to make it through it. 
Yeah, just going off of what she said. The issue is when your self-esteem has been brought down certain certain level, it's really hard to get back up. But that's what I'm trying to do right now. I know all these things. I know I'm worth it. I know that everybody, anybody would be happy would be blessed to be with me because I love so hard and I give so hard anybody, and anybody who's on the receiving end is very lucky yeah uh fucking yeah <laughs> I'm lucky to just be your fucking best friend bro I'm being cheesy and shit <laughs> but you know I love you I love you too but yeah it's just that's the thing you, you also have to recognize when, lose, when having to let go of somebody Self-esteem has gone to a certain point, you know, it's, you gotta go. But, you know, it takes self-esteem to go. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to build up right now. I'm trying to build up courage. I'm trying to build up a lot of things that were breaking down slowly over the past year that I've been with him. That, are, that have broken down slowly with my last relationship before him. It's a lot of damage that I never got around to fixing too. Because I was busy with life and trying to fix one area never got around to myself it's very important before you get into this relationship you have to make sure you do some damage control or else you'll end up in the same spot like I did mm -hmm. two years ago I left the worst situation in my life Yeah. and I thought that I healed I thought I got myself back up which is true in theory but I somehow found myself back in the same spot, having to having to make the same decision all over again, and it's a very uh, it's a very daunting thing to realize. You think you work so hard and everything, but then you find yourself back in the same spot. It's just a lot you have to work through. It's a lot you have to realize. It's a lot you have to retrain yourself to believe again. Yeah. And if you, like she said, if you haven't worked through past trauma, then really what you're doing is setting yourself up for failure. And that's, that's very blunt and abrasive, but it's true. If you're, if you haven't worked through past trauma, then history will repeat itself. If you don't work through that trauma, if you don't gain self-love, and know your worth and your value. And I feel like every episode I will ever make on this fucking podcast, I will say that over and over again. Self-love is important. Knowing your worth is important. Knowing your value is important. And everyone listening to this, and you, Brittany, and I, we have value. We are worthy. But if we don't know our worth, we don't know our value, and we don't love ourselves, then we will continue to attract these people and form these connections with them. These toxic, disgusting, just overall evil, manipulative connections with these people. We will continue to form these connections with these shitty people who do not deserve us if we do not work on ourselves internally and we do not love ourselves. Because like I said before too, as cliche as it is, if we don't love ourselves, then... No one else will the way that we deserve to be loved because we will tolerate their shit. We will put up with their abuse until our emotional battery is completely at zero and either 
unfortunately something happens to us where they could harm us, people die from these things. People can commit suicide over these things. So did I almost did two years ago. Yeah. And the person next to me, the reason why I didn't. But That's I came across is the you. truth. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to interrupt you. I love you. You know that. But the one thing I want to leave y'all with before we close out, a quote that I came across the other day was really profound. And it said, the relationship you have with yourself will determine the relationship you have with everybody else. And that's fucking scripture right there. Yeah. But also to add before we end this episode, I can't say it enough, but I will say it again to everyone listening. Love yourself. Choose yourself first. Put yourself first. And don't let anyone ever make you feel like you are nothing or you don't deserve the very best because you do. And if you're someone who is going through this and you don't have a safe place to go to, you don't have a safe person to talk to, you can reach out to me via this podcast and I will do my best to listen to you and provide advice if asked or if you don't want advice, that's perfectly fine. I will sit and listen, but too many people are getting fucked up by demons that are roaming around this planet. And I don't want another person on the face of this planet to lose their life by suicide or by getting murdered by the person that they're with because it can escalate to that but reach out get help if you're in this situation and know that you are loved but this is trinity with the sin podcast socially inadmissible narratives and today we talked about letting someone go and how hard it is and Brittany, thank you for taking the time to talk to me about your situation and also opening up and letting other people know. I know there's a lot more details to it, but I really applaud how brave you were for talking about it on a public forum to help others. Thank you for having me. That was... <laughs> You're silly. I love you. But... We're going to go ahead and close out this episode, guys. Tune in to the next one. And remember to always love yourself.